Shvius, Perik Zayin, Mishnah Aleph, 7-1. The following Mishnah sets forth what it calls the Klal Gadol, the great principle that applies to Shvius. The reason Gadol is used, great here, which is not often the case in the Mishnahs, is because, says it's fair Israel, because of the severity, the enormity of the consequences of failing to keep Shemitah properly. So we have Klal Gadol by Shabbos, because of the enormity of Shabbos and its desecration, and here again by Shvius, as opposed to other Mishnayis, which talks about general principles of Klal in general, not a Klal Gadol. Now, to understand what this Mishnah is driving at, which is to explain to what kinds of produce the Lachas of Shemitah and Beer apply, you have to appreciate that the Torah says that Hashem gives us the food for Achila, for eating, but that Chazal understood that Achila includes any kind of consumption, where, like eating in one's mouth, the destruction of the food stuff or the vegetable matter is concurrent. It happens at the exact same time that the benefit is being taken from it. So that means eating by a person, of course, you take the apple and you eat it, and concurrent with the destruction of the apple as it's being consumed is the benefit of the apple because you're eating an apple and you're getting benefit from it. That would be true for feeding animals. That would be true for dye stuffs, D-Y-E. When you're dyeing material, you're extracting the, the dye out of the vegetable matter, and it's being put into whatever you're trying to dye, the color. Um, there are other applications as well, like, for example, putting oil in your skin, um, detergents, and so on. A very important notable exception is wood, firewood, etc. So Chazal understood that firewood and its burning is a two-step process. That is to say, it's not concurrent, simultaneous, it's destruction with the benefit it confers. There are two separate stages. First, the wood is burned and turns to, you know, to coal, and the heat is released. That's step one. And then step two is the heat goes and cooks your bread or whatever the story is, warms up your oven. That's step two. And since they're not happening simultaneously, there's two separate steps. First, the destruction of the wood, and then the cooking or heating or baking, whatever's going on. So unlike regular food, animal food, dye stuffs, etc., wood does not have Kedusha Shvias, um, because that reason, it's not it's not consumed in the same way that, that food is consumed, etc. So our mission is going to set forth the basic principle, which is any vegetable matter which is consumed, um, either by people, animals, dye stuffs, etc., even if the food is not normally um, cultivated, uh, you know, it's not a first choice in terms of a food or animal food or fodder. Um, but if it if it works, then it works. And if it is consumed from time to time as animal food or person food, etc., then it constitutes um, something that is ne'echal eaten, and therefore it has kedusha shvius. Um, the mission will cite some very unusual examples. The reason why is a combination of factors. One is because we want to emphasize that even though these are quite unusual foods to eat, they can be eaten, and therefore they do have the status of food that has Kedusha Shvias. And second of all, it speaks out the Tveris that if you'd have normal vegetables that are grown, and they grow in a single year, so there's this Isra Sfichin, we've said it a number of times, the prohibition against um, having and consuming and harvesting vegetables, etc., plants that um, are normally planted and harvested in a single year, um, because people were cheating the system, and even though the Torah allows for things to grow naturally, people were saying we're planting these vegetables and then or grain, whatever it is, and then claiming, oh, it grew naturally. It's, this is this is wild vegetable, wild grain, and so therefore all things that are planted and harvested in a single year 
um, are forbidden under this category called Sfichin. And that Isra Durabanan doesn't apply to foods that are not normally cultivated. So our Mishnah, to avoid the issue of talking about foodstuffs that you couldn't anyways eat, because there's an Isra Sfichin on them, on them and we'll pick foods that are not normally cultivated, and therefore they're not subject to the Isra Sfichin, and therefore they're foods that people could pick in the Shemitah year and eat, yet the Mishnah warns that they are subject to the restrictions that Shemitah food has, including the Kedusha of Shvius, the Kedusha itself. The second point the Mishnah will make has to do with Biur. We've seen Biur also a couple of times already. Biur is the obligation that when the produce is no longer available in the wild, because um, the Pasuk says it's for the consumption of people as well as for the behem and chaya, so if animals. So in the event that you have foods that are no longer available in the wild for the animals, so then one may not retain any food in his home, he has to do beer on it, which means removing it from his house. According to most Mephoshim, it means to remove it from his house and then declare it hefker, ownerless. Um, the Rambam famously understands that beer requires destruction of the food. Be that as it may, our mission is saying the basic principle is Vegetable matter that's consumed, whether it's food for people or animals or dyes, etc. Um, if, if there's a time in the calendar when the particular foodstuff is no longer available for the animals to forage on, because let's say as the winter goes on, it kind of rots in the ground, becomes inedible. Um, so then there is a time for beer for this produce in addition to having Kedusha Shvius, as opposed to certain kinds of vegetables can live in the ground throughout the entire winter and not, not rot, you know, like an an onion bulb, or we saw luf bulbs and so on. So if you have an onion which can stay in the ground the whole winter long and survive just fine, so then there's never going to be a time for beer because there's never a time when animals who are foraging in the wild couldn't find these onions in the ground. So our mission is going to say, provided that food meets those two criteria, number one, that it's consumed either by people, animals, dye stuff, etc., and number two, that there's a time when it's no longer available in the wild, and then it's subject to the halachas of Kedusha Shvius, as well as the halachas of Biur. The Mishnah just makes one more point, uh, which is that when something has Kedusha Shvius, the money used to purchase that foodstuff will also have Kedusha Shvius, and similarly that money will have the obligation of Biur when the time of Biur kicks in, that particular food that was purchased with the money. So that is to say, for example, if I'm selling my whatever food that's in the list here, one item in the list is luf leaves. So I'm selling my luf leaves from a wild luf and to someone else. You can't do business with it. And we'll see then subsequent mission has the restrictions on commercial activity, but I can sell it for my cost price, etc. Um, so when I sell that leaf to someone else for his consumption, so the money that I get in exchange, that one shekel I get, that shekel has kadusha shvius, which means I can't um, use it for purchasing things that are other than shvius stuff. And when I do purchase it, like the, let's say I buy some fish, the the kadusha will transfer from the coin onto the fish, and the fish will then have this status of kadusha, um, which can be consumed, and then that will solve that problem. Um, however, if I don't spend the money, or I spend the money on the fish, um, and then I don't eat the fish in time before the beer kicks in, then there'll be an obligation for the money or the fish, if that's what I purchased with the money, um, to have beer done to it removed from the house and um, being mafkir, making on a list or destroying it. So on that point, it's important to make a distinction between something that has intrinsic Kedusha, the fruit itself, perishvius, those produce, there's no way to get the Kedusha out of it. It's built into it, it's part of it because it was 
born and grew in the seventh year. So when you sell it or trade it, um, the Kedusha stays. Whereas the other, which I'll call, for lack of a better term, extrinsic Kedusha, which goes on the money um, or whatever, the food stuff you traded, um, that's just temporary and can be traded on and moved on. So for example, again, if I have this luf leaves that are Kedusha Shvias and I trade my steak for your luf leaves, so the steak, the, the luf leaves, those leaves from that luf plant retain Kedusha Shvias forever. Um, but in doing the trade, so now that invests Kedusha Shvias into um, the meat as well. And if later on we do a trade, exchange of the meat for potatoes, so then the meat gets deconsecrated and the Kedusha of Kedusha Shvias now is invested in the potatoes, etc. Okay, with all that background, we read the mission straightforwardly now because I said the whole thing outside. The mission says inside, Chlal Gadol Amru B'Shvias. They, the rabbis, said a great principle with respect to Yilach HaZashvias, um, which is, if a produce is A, Kol Ma'achal Adam, food that is either food for human consumption, even if it's Ayyadeh Rechak, even if it's, you know, under present circumstances, Umachal Behema, here this Vav doesn't mean and, it means or. So if it's either food for people or food for animals, again, this Vav is or, U Memin Hatsovim, or it's a type of uh, vegetable material that's used for dyeing, then this Vav is the and. And it's Miskayim Ba'aretz. It, um, excuse me, this Vav is Ve'eno Miskayim Ba'aretz, excuse me. And it is not, um, it does not last the ground the entire winter. It rots and goes away, and therefore it's not always available, and therefore it'll have the beer status. So the mission says, if it meets those two criteria, being food for people, animals, or dye stuff, and it doesn't last the ground, then yeshlo shvius. This is the kind of produce that has the kedusha shvius, v'ladam of shvius, and the money that's used to purchase such food or dye stuff will have the kedusha shvius as well with those restrictions. Yeshlo biur, the food will have the requirements of biur of reading it from the house because it's it's um, not always available. And v'ladam of biur, the money used to purchase such a food will also have the requirement of biur of removal from the house if it's not spent um, in time. And we have examples. So again, the examples we're going to give are really strange foods that are not normally cultivated to sidestep the issue of Svichen. Um, the bartender speaks out this first case, the Allah Haluf Hashota, the leaf of the wild luf. Again, luf, A-R-U-M, Aram, whatever that is, um, as I explained before. So this is my example. So the wild luf leaves are not normally cultivated, and therefore that's why I'm on the list here as an example. The bartender speaks out also that there's a Mishnah um, in Uktsin, which talks about how wild loof leaves are not really edible unless you cook them a lot. So the point is in the mission here, yeah, so cook them a lot and then they become food for people. So they're eligible for Kedusha Shvias, um, even if they're not subject to the normal restrictions of the Isser, their prohibition against Sviche. Also on the list is Va'ala Hadandana, leaves from mint, Nana in Arabic, mint. Va'ulshin, Ulshin, also translates as endives. Endives are kind of like kind of a delicious, but a bit bitter, whitish, like lettuce, you know. But creation, creation are leeks, good old leeks. Vaharagila, whatever that is. Vaneta chalav, literally means the milky blossom. That's how Archer translates it, but I have my doubts. Whatever it is, it is. Umachal behema, as far as food for animals, we have examples like chochem bedardarim. That means thorns and thistles. So again, normally you don't feed your animals thorns and thistles, but you can feed camels these things, especially if they have nothing else to give them. So they merit the status of animal food, even if it's an oppressive situation. 
like this previous foods from before for human consumption, and they have Kedusha Shvias. And finally, Umin Hatsovim, as far as um, dye stuffs go. We have Sviche Istis. We've seen this before. Istis is woad, W-O-A-D, uses a blue dye. So Sviche Istis, things, you know, little aftergrowths of the uh, Istis plant, as well as Kotza. Kotza article translates as safflower, or used for red dye. We have safflower oil a lot. And I'll take the word for it that Kotza is safflower. Yeshlem Shvias, these are the kinds of foods that have Shvias, Uladimein Shvias, and the money used to purchase them also have Kedusha Shvias. Yeshlehem Bior, they have an obligation of Bior. When the time comes, they're no longer available in the wild, you must destroy them or remove them from your house at least and make them Hefker. Vladimein Bior, if you don't spend the money, the money that's used to purchase these food or dye stuffs um, has a requirement of Bior as well.